Clarity Project. Shall we clear it up for you? Stay tuned to this episode of Nixa Talk, where we provide detailed insight about how new standards will impact your next SOC report and review. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and thanks for listening. Let's tune in to a presentation by Vincent Conchaldi, partner at Grant Thornton, who is walking us through the most impactful changes of SSAE18 and what they mean for your business. The purpose of the Clarity Project was for the AICPA to reorganize all of the relevant standards for different SOC reports and to bring them under one umbrella, which is now SSAE18. So previously, there were different standards that were being used for different SOC reports. Now all of the standards fall under SSA 18, and the goal of the Clarity Project was threefold. Number one, to remove redundancy that crept into the existing legacy standards across the multiple standards. Two, to pull out guidance that was contradictory, because there was some guidance there in different pieces of, of, of guidance that was contradictory. And then three, to align the U.S. standards more fully with the international standards. The new standard that we ended up with after the Clarity Project was SSAE 18, and it became effective for reports with periods ending on or after May 1 of 2017. So if you're receiving a SOC report this year and your period ends after May 1st, your report will be performed under the new standard SSAE 18. We'll move on to the uh, summary of changes. Uh, the, the SSAE 18 standard is several hundred pages long. I, like most of the other practitioners, have, have read all those uh, pages, but I don't, we don't expect everyone you know, to read all that. And so I'm just going to highlight some of those changes uh, you know, that, again, are most impactful to the participants on the call here today. And as I already mentioned, uh, the CSOC is a new concept you know, in that diagram that I'm so proud of. Uh, we talked about subservice organizations on the left and this concept of CSOCs as well. So let me elaborate a little bit. CSOC is the acronym for Complementary Subservice Organization Control. And this is a new concept that was introduced by the AICPA. It represents a control that a service organization expects the, service or the subservice organization to have in place. Let me say that again. It is a control that the service organization expects that the subservice organization to have in place. So let's give an example. I think it's the easiest way to do it. Um, a service organization, maybe Northern Trust, maybe uh, has a couple of subservice organizations that it uses to fulfill its services. A very obvious example is a data center. Uh, maybe Northern Trust doesn't have its own data center. Maybe they outsource its data center to a third party. And so uh, with that subservice organization, that data center, Northern Trust expects that data center to have controls in place around physical security, environmental controls, etc. And those controls need to be identified and disclosed in the report. It is disclosed actually in section three of the report, which is a description of your system. And, and in that section, what you would expect to see is a disclosure of the subservice organization's name, the service it provides, the controls that the service organization expects the subservice organization to have in place, 
and any monitoring activities that the service organization performs. So, for example, uh, if continue with the example I provided, Northern Trust has a data center provider. Um, if Northern Trust is obtaining a SOC 1 or a SOC 2 report from that uh, data center provider, that is one of the monitoring activities that Northern Trust performs, and that type of monitoring activity should be disclosed in the uh, SOC report within Section 3, the description of the system. A couple additional changes relate to controls. Um, so historically, in a SOC 1 or a SOC 2 report, the company identifies the controls, and those controls are tested by the service auditor and disclosed in, in Section 4 of the report. That still holds true, but what's happened now is that the AICPA and under SSA 18, it is emphasizing that the service organization should only identify key controls required to achieve the control objective or the criteria. And so a lot of times we have preventative controls, detective controls, mitigating controls. Um, what the AACPA is asking the service organization to do is to only focus on the key or critical controls to achieving its objectives. The other change relates to management's assertion. Historically, a service organization had the ability to make edits to management's assertion, and management's assertion really is a representation that management makes to its clients. It's included in the SAC report. The AICPA has asked that the service organization minimize or completely eliminate any edits to management's assertion so that if a company is collecting SAC reports from multiple entities, the, the uh, assertion as well as the SAC report criteria are consistent throughout, and you're really able to compare apples to apples across all SAC reports. By making edits to the assertions and the way uh, those audits are, those examinations are performed, uh, service organizations as well as service auditors have the ability to change scoping and, and other factors of the SOC report. And so the AACPA is asking for consistency across all SOC reports and the assertions. Next, we'll talk a little bit about internal audit. The, the uh, service the standard, uh, again, provides additional emphasis on uh, the definition of internal audit. It also discusses the service auditor's responsibility for evaluating the populations and, evidencing, and, and evidence provided by the service organization. So that's that reliability of information. We want to make sure that the service auditor is actually able to validate the populations and the controls, and that should be disclosed in the report as well. In addition, we have a concept called the risk of material misstatements. You will note that the service organization is responsible for, for performing a comprehensive risk assessment. And the service auditor, the, 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 the audit firm who is performing the audit of the service organization, should evaluate that risk assessment, obtain the risk assessment, and, and adjust any procedures it may need to perform as it relates to findings as, uh, from the risk assessment or any internal audit procedures that were, were performed by the service organization. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixa members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixa member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. 
For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.